Good morning, Meat Suits, and welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 45, which means next week we will have done more episodes than the entirety of the Monty Python and the Flying Circus series. Oh my god. Yeah, and we did it in one year that took them five, bitches. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television today. We are talking about Cougar Town, the movie. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, I mean, Sex in the City 1. Uh, okay, let me introduce you to today's panel, if you're hearing already. Uh, first up, can we get the show over with in a hurry? He's got to get back to ha- not having sex with his husband. Ladies and gentlemen, Ezra is the ginger. <laughs> hey, we can all talk about my pubes later. <laughs> I, I didn't get to go back and uh, freeze frame that scene, but were they were they that bad? Oh, but later, later. (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about it. I have like five minutes of dynamite pube jokes. (laughs) Also joining us today, as usual, he got pregnant from drinking the water in Mexico, and he couldn't be more excited. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Chris back. He's the cute one. Oops, I crapped my pants. (laughs) Later. I have five minutes of dynamite craft jokes. (laughs) I thought Chris got pregnant from the the pudding cups that he kept on eating. (laughs) But whatever it was, the shower water, it just splashed near her mouth. She spit it out. Boom, pregnant. <laughs> That's the magic of Mexico. That's why there's so many Mexicans in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just heard him now. He's uh, joining us for the first time. He looks great at 50 and still wants to have sex with everything. Why is he hanging out with such lame and boring friends? He's clearly too interesting to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Christopher, and he's the sexy one. Hey, uh, let's talk about my pubes right now. <laughs> None. None, yeah. Don't have them. Don't need them. None more pubes. <laughs> and of course, I'm your host. I'm a sex symbol, even though I look like a sad old horse. Uh, my, my name is Alex, and I'm the ugly one. Oh. <laughs> Girl, don't be like that. <laughs> you're, you're married to Ferris Bueller, all right? It's not that bad. Well, that's what happens when your parents, when Ferris Bueller's parents send him to equestrian school. <laughs> As a child, it's a party <laughs> Before we talk about the movie, we need Chris to summarize it for us. Chris, today you have 30 seconds to summarize this insanely long movie in the style of an old woman pretending she's still got it. <laughs> Well, I still got it. I'm in the city with my with my three girlfriends. We're having sex all the time uh, in the city. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry my boyfriend. I think I I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good idea. Oh, look at the dress. Look at the fashion. He stood me up, and now we're in Mexico, and then everything's better. <laughs> uh, well done. It is time for the compliment sandwich. Christopher, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the compliment round. Which would you prefer? I think I'll go last. All right, excellent. That means that it's Ezra's turn to go first. Ezra, please. Okay, this taught me about the importance of communication in relationships. <laughs> because um, Samantha and uh, Samantha's boyfriend were both bidding on the same very expensive ring. Yeah. If they just talked about what they want early on, they could have saved... $30,000. Exactly. Absolutely. Guys, talk to each other. I mean... It could save you a BMW. Yeah, right? A BMW, <laughs> guys, just for not saying, I want this. <laughs> it's a recession, people. Come on. Chris, that makes you second. Okay. Uh, so, I have only seen a handful of episodes of the TV show. 
And, you know, the whole point of this movie is, like, it happens after these, like, what, five, six, seven seasons of episodic TV shows with these characters. Yeah. So they all have their own backstory and everything else. And the intro um, music, which, to its discredit, used the phrase supercalifragisexy, (laughs) actually included clips for each character about what, you know, they were up to and kind of a good summary. Like, it gave me exactly what I needed to know. There wasn't anything like, holy shit, you know, where is this coming from? Because I had that clips, uh, those clips. So... There you go. I, I had spoken to a, a friend of mine who's obsessed with that show. Yeah. And I mentioned that as well in the movie, and she was like, you can't see – it won't make any sense unless you've seen every episode of the show. And then I watched it, and I was like, they brilliantly summarized everything in 30 seconds. She goes, yeah, I was just kidding. I wanted you to waste three months of your life. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I, I could also argue it won't make any sense if you have seen every episode of the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, for my major compliment, there is a two-year-old Chinese baby that the cute one adopted – and first of all, she gets more screen time than all of the men in the movie combined. Yep. But second of all, the central conflict of the movie is that the ugly one's marriage kind of gets canceled at the last second. And the reason it gets canceled is because the Chinese baby hides her cell phone. So my compliment is to having Anyang be the central evil character and doing all of the hard work. <laughs> the, Anyang's really useful, too, because uh, she works into the racism of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, Including the racism of me calling her Anyang. Yeah, right. You're, <laughs> you named the Chinese baby Hello in Korean. <laughs> I did, and that's because she reminded me of Anyang from Arrested Development. In what way, Alex? In that she never speaks except to say one word, which in her case was sex. <laughs> and uh, she is constantly around and occasionally hides things. All right. I'll give it to you. <laughs> and way, way to dodge the racist bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I have five solid racist minutes coming up. So. <laughs> Christopher, you are now up. Unavoidable. Your major compliment, please. Oh, geez. Well, um, there's so much going on with the character development and the relationships. And, I mean, there's just so much. But a lot of you have already addressed that. So I'm going to kind of take a topical route. But the outfits, oh, my God, they were amazing. Word. <laughs> um, one Word. time, you know, the, the uh, sexy one, the old sexy one had a necklace that was like Ferrero Rocher's, and that was pretty sweet. Uh, one time, the um, the horse one was wearing a <laughs> dress that looked like a Silverware ghost. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how you even, like, mend together pieces of a specter, but it was, it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, the amount of high-end fashion in this movie was truly extraordinary. I think it, it outshone uh, Devil Wears Prada by far. There's um one part uh what she's wearing for the wedding dress like in her hair it's like she like she like grabbed Marge Simpson's head and like ripped it off and like stuck it onto her own head. <laughs> Wasn't that wait there was there actually was some bird? There was some discussion about that like she was actually wearing an entire bird and the, her her girlfriends just thought there were feathers in it. <laughs> a whole bird it's made a nest in Sarah Jessica Parker's head. <laughs> I will suffer no criticism of Vivian Westwood. <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> I think the thing I'm most curious about having watched this movie is, uh, Ezra, you are planning on getting married in a short while, in a couple yeah. months. Um, so having having watched this movie, are you still planning to get married, keeping in mind that it's you're doing something that happened in this movie? Because I never want to go to Mexico again or read a library book because the movie ruined it for me. <laughs> There's so many things I don't want to do. Um, no, but actually, I, I was talking to Sarah about this, and I was like saying, I don't want to get married anymore after seeing this, but... 
not only that, I don't want to be a person anymore. Like, <laughs> if I could not exist, I think, uh, you know, just because these people seem to be alive in some way, I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, I think it, it sets the bar relatively low. That I'm pretty sure I could come off looking better than any of these people in my wedding proceedings. So I, I feel confident that I'll, I'll get out of this alive. Okay, another wedding question for you then. Are you going to be writing your own vows? And as a sub-question, are you going to be plagiarizing them from the great works of Beethoven? <laughs> There's a lot of wedding cliches I want to be able to live out. I'm not sure if I'm going to have time for the groom can't write his own vows cliche. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I might instead spend more time on the uh, got drunk at my bachelor party cliche. Uh, right. there, there's just there, there's really a lot of cliches competing for my time, I guess. And I can't commit to any single one right now, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It will be plagiarized is what you're saying, just not Lord Byron or... Uh... Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I have, I, I think, actually, I think it's going to be the text from Twilight. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice, nice and timely. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. I, I will give them this. They did not fall into the cliche of the groom sees the bride before the wedding, and that's why the wedding's ruined. Because uh, that, that's been used a fair bit. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad this is not the yeah. one they used specifically for this movie. They also didn't use the cliche of groom banging one of the grooms or one of the bridesmaids uh, in a closet before the wedding, and that getting called off. So. <laughs> or the bride banging Keanu Reeves. That also did yes. not happen. <laughs> During- oh, yeah, that <laughs> cliche. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's prima nocta. I think that's that's, that's kind of. <laughs> Keanu Reeves maintains prima nocta on everybody. I think I'm not getting married, but that would be okay with me. I think <laughs> no one else, but Keanu Reeves can have that. <laughs> Anybody have any other questions for Ezra about getting married? Would you just as soon be married at City Hall than have a big fancy wedding? Here's the thing. I mean, the dress that I got. <laughs> the Vivian Westwood dress that I got really upped the ante, so I'm just not sure that, you know, in this current economic state in California, that the shambles that is City Hall really could, could sustain the glamour and absolute beauty of, of how I'll be looking. So. <laughs> I love the idea of the City Hall of California. Like, the town <laughs> of California. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We only have one left. We had to sell the rest. Yeah. They, they're now Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ez, how's the, how's the wedding planning going, by the way? Man, it is stressful. Uh, I mean, like, I'm glad I'm recovered from my urethra thing, but but this is really, like, uh, the wedding planning is, I'm just hanging on by a thread. There's only one thing keeping me going, actually. Oh, really? What's that? Well, it's just whenever we do wedding planning stuff, like like the mailing stuff or, you know, stuffing envelopes, I just, I get to listen to one of my Audible books, oh. and that just keeps me going, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great stress reliever in a time of desperate crisis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sarah and I both, you know, we would just probably be crying, like, you know, just huddling on the floor with all the wedding planning if it wasn't for the Audible books that we get to enjoy together. That's awesome. Thank God. I mean, but they only have so many. I'm sure you run out really quickly. 60,000. All right. Whoa. If the wedding planning takes another two years, and it might, for all we know, we'll still have many books to keep us happy. Well, but how could you afford to get audiobooks when you're, you know, already having to pay for the wedding? Right. Even one is so expensive. Yeah. Not true. You see, if you sign up at audiblepodcast.com/readandweep, you'll get a free one. A free book? Uh, wow. A free book. Yeah. Nothing's free. Just ask my caterer. Ha ha. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get married, too, then. Yeah, I might as well, just so I can get my free audiobook. You don't even have to get married for a free audiobook. I mean, you can, but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>
You could just go to that website that I mentioned before. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Wow, thanks, creepy guy. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> We talked a little bit about who the ugly one was. Uh, when I was watching the movie with, with Christopher, I thought that Ginger was the ugly one. I thought Miranda was uglier. And then Carrie showed up and he said, no, no, no. And it's surely not uglier than this guy. Um, <laughs> comparing jicamas. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what are the other like contests that these girls are going to have? Like, is any, I mean, obviously, the sexy one's the most interesting. I mean, maybe interesting to watch. I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with. Charlotte is by far the the most annoying. Wait, who is Charlotte? The cute the, one? Really? The cute. Oh hell. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, Carrie. Carrie's right? The most annoying. How could you be more? Yeah. And also Miranda, right? Yeah. Yeah, the two of them are wait, the most neurotic, the most annoying. Yeah. So she's in the Charlotte is now in the top half. That's what I'm saying now. <laughs> Really, what I want is is I, I want the sexy one's personality on the cute one's body. You know what? Also, I could just date the pudding cup. I could pass. <laughs> you don't actually want a girl. You just want the pudding. I don't want any of them, and pudding's all right. Let's have a five <laughs> Like, I guess, most whole, uh, wholly emotional like character in this movie was Miranda's husband, Steve, yeah. who gets really upset that she wants sex to get over with when they only have sex like twice a year. Then he goes and bangs somebody else by mistake. <laughs> we never find out who, so it could have been yeah. Carrie, it could have been Mr. Big, it could have been the dog that uh, the sexy one bought. Yeah, absolutely. That dog was a huge slut. <laughs> yeah, he made with several pillows in one night. <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait, I, I've never had a, a dog, but if you fix a female dog, does she hump pillows? Right, actually, I have seen this happen. Have you really? A female dog that humps things? There's a dog in Costa Rica named Pintas, which means freckles, and she humped the crap out of a lot of things. <laughs> a $300 pillow's got to feel nice, too. I don't know what I would <laughs> Yeah, man. Way better than just a target throw. You, yeah. want, you want it to be high quality. Keep your uh, uh, Jello pudding cup there. I'm yeah. going <laughs> to Oscar De La Renta pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, a, a, a pillow with a pudding cup might be the be- the most viable mate in this movie. <laughs> a little pudding cup on the head. <laughs> you know, for conversation. <laughs> I love you, pudding wife. I'm feeling you. I want to get to know you, so let's have pillow talk. So all right, uh, it's time for lightning bonus round now, our regular feature during movies. Lightning bonus round is like all of our other rounds, except much faster. And when somebody says lightning bonus round, your joke is over. <laughs> Who would like to go first in the lightning bonus round? Hey, um, so I was really excited because this is a movie about women. And for a good chunk of it, there is no yogurt whatsoever. And I was like, ah, I knew it. Women don't eat yogurt. Until... The moment when Carrie has to be brought back from the dead. Oh, yeah. Right. And they give her a little bowl of yogurt in Mexico. It, it, I was like, God damn it. I was going to say something about this. <laughs> yep. Because yogurt is lady food. Uh, and in Mexico, yogurt's actually flan. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Most foods are flan, actually, in Mexico. Mexico yeah, yeah, they were eating a nice fruit tray of flan. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Drinking flan margaritas. Watching the wind blow over the flan trees. <laughs> It's like soy for us, where we just mold it into the shape of whatever. 
Uh, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Uh, okay, th- so this movie is really, really long and for for a pretentious comedy. That's what I said to him. Really, really long? That's for a pretentious comedy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. At first you were talking about his penis, but then you got distracted by a movie. Well, no, no. Maybe, like, if, if his penis was, like, looked kind of pretentious and was kind of comically shaped, but it was actually still, un- you know, remarkably long. Oh, like it was in the shape of the Riddler's question mark. <laughs> it was... It was in the shape of a Dave Eggers book. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Dave Eggers. Boom. <laughs> Lighting bonus round. Lighting bonus round. Basically, letting them adopt a Chinese baby is child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and insulting and racist. And if anything, I feel like this movie was more of a comment on why Americans should not be able to adopt foreign babies and why they're better off working in sex shops, uh, sex shops, sweatshops, sorry. While they're, while they're, <laughs> Importantly different, Christopher. While they're working, There's some sweating in sex shops. Working in sweatshops, making sex toys. Uh, oh, would, okay. So importantly would, similar. In, yes. That would prevent these women from ever having real children anyways. So <laughs> my, my second favorite uh, racist moment was that uh, that Anyang wants to be Cinderella for Halloween. And then the cute one goes, why don't you be Mulan? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was good. But you out so many good racist moments. Okay, well, let's do the best of racist moments. Well, I think that uh, her assistant that she hired who moved to New York to fall in love. Right. Yes. Finally, yes. got another wise black friend. Black friend straight from yeah, Central Who was Cat. in a high school musical? What? She was in a high school musical. Jennifer oh, was... Hudson was not in high school musical, dude. But that was Jennifer. Oh, I, I thought she was. I didn't think that was Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> My two favorite racist moments on this podcast are me calling the the Chinese girl Anyang and Chris thinking all black women look the same. I thought she looked like um, the poofy-haired guy's girlfriend from High School Musical. I didn't think she was Jennifer Hudson. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> now, the Oscars are largely political, all right? <laughs> yes, but they, they don't just hand it out to every single black woman. I mean, like... Well, no, one of them accepts them on behalf of all white black women. <laughs> Or they can just rent them from a website. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's something subtly racist also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but about putting all of the red hair people in red outfits. <laughs> yep. And, you know, even even her son. Yeah, I, yeah, I know the that little ginger. The, the ginger is a recessive gene, and her husband has dark hair. Right. <laughs> um, so the kid's bright red hair, and they have him eating a face full of spaghetti sauce. <laughs> and wearing a red shirt. I, I thought it was just like two eyes looking out of a wall of fire. At me. <laughs> uh, lightning bonus round, by the way, we, we're owed one of those. Oh yeah, Listen, we are. When they first get to Mexico, the the, the five star hotel thinks that she's been married to Mister Big. Yeah. And because they're in the on on the honeymoon and then staying in the honeymoon suite, and so they keep calling her by his last name. Not a five star for paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, noticing that it's four women and not a couple. <laughs> but I, I really wanted the first thing out of the porter's mouth to be, Donde esta señor grande? <laughs> hey, uh, lightning's bonus round. Um, lightning's bonus round. Lightning's bonuses rounds. Lightning's bonuses rounds. Just one thing on the pubes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually explain the pubes thing. I think we should explain the pubes. Yeah, good so. point. Okay, so uh, at, at one point, uh, when they get to Mexico, Samantha is making fun of Miranda for having, you know, a decent amount of pubage 
just sort of sticking out from her bathing suit and saying like, like wow, Miranda, you really should be waxing that because that's a lot of pubes. Then there is like sort of the money shot of a fair amount of pubes sticking out from either side. And they're they're red, which means you know, that someone must have probably picked out these pubes specifically for this. And I was trying to think, like, who would have this job? And I realized it must have been, like, an interior decorator because he had to make the carpet match the drapes. <laughs> oh! That took you a long way, but it was worth it. I thought so. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. That brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich. Everybody has one minor compliment left to give. Christopher, in the compliment sandwich round, we go in reverse order in the second one. So you are up first. Hopefully you saved something. Oh, geez. I feel like I left it all out on the field. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just go through your notes and find the things with little hearts next to them. You're so adorable. Uh, Oh, I should do that now. Yeah, he's got little hearts and then little uh, crosses, I think, for the hates. They're That's shirts. Weird. They're, oh, they're, they're shirts. references to, uh, oh, to whether clothing? it was style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the slice of bread that I'd like to put on the other side of the sandwich, uh, <laughs> the first part, is how um, they, they totally paralleled the story perfectly to the tale of Cinderella. It was beautiful. At the very end, I mean, still... She came around, and the bride wore a dress by no one. It was very sweet. And yeah, he put, he put yeah. on the slipper for her, the $600 Blueby slipper. Yeah, yeah. He was late for the ball, and she beat him up with the flowers. Like, she, the pumpkin changed. It changed back into a pumpkin. She turned back into the horrid creature that she was. <laughs> the we saw sad that old horse. Yeah, we saw that come out in Mexico. Yeah, the... Oh, the, sad horse. Turned into a mouse. <laughs> yeah. So that also means Murphy Brown was playing her evil stepmother. That... No. <laughs> no. No. You, 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 you look so it. hurt by that. You've got it all Not wrong, Charlotte, or whichever one you are. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid <Careful>. one. She <laughs> was godmother. She was the Vogue editor. She's the one who made it all come true. Oh. Yeah, she does bestow dreams of Vogue fabulousness upon Carrie. Moving backwards, I think that makes it my turn. So there is lots of product placement, as we've mentioned before, and as there is in every movie we watch now. But this movie also had a couple of product unplacements or anti-placements, including the sexy one reads the secret and then hates it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of awesome. And then also somebody hands the ugly one an iPhone, a phone designed Mm -hmm. for a three-year-old or an 83-year-old to be able to use, and the ugly one goes, I can't figure these things out, and throws it back. Hand so, me my Verizon sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if The Secret or if Apple had to pay for their products to be hated in this movie, but it was awesome. <laughs> Actually, I, I like the idea that, that a company would pay for anti-product placement, that you would like, that he, yeah, like Coke pays you to put in like Pepsi and then have them spit it out because it tastes bad or makes <laughs> you poop or something. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. like El Salvador's yeah, like paid for Mexico to have bad water. Yeah, yeah, for the bad yeah. water thing. <laughs> oh, rivalry. <laughs> All right, uh, Ezra, that makes it your turn. All right, on the product placement thing. At one point, Carrie is numb, you know, and in cancer makeup and feeling terrible, and uh, she says, "I feel nothing," and then turns to the bottle. I'd like some more nothing, and it's a bottle of Sky Vodka, and it's like Sky Vodka for when you feel nothing. <laughs> The vodka for emos. <laughs> Numbness vodka. Yeah. 
Yeah, and ironically, she wants to shut out the beautiful sky sunset at the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> when the only sky you want is in a bottle. <laughs> well, well, actually, I love the part about Mexico because all her friends are like running out and having a great time in Mexico, and then every few hours they have to come in and like rub her bed sores and then go back yeah, out right. and party. Turn her, change the catheter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She doesn't get out of bed for four days, and everyone else is like, wow, Mexico's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Actually, since I don't like Carrie, that's probably the best way to make that vacation more fun. Dude, I have friends like that, and I wish they'd sleep more. <laughs> Chris, am I one of those friends? So my compliment is... Uh... <laughs> when your friends are dicks to you on a podcast, Sky Vodka. <laughs> yeah, no, my compliment is really just... Uh you know, predictable about me, but it's just the fashion cred in this movie. A lot of great clothes, and actually some little guest spots. You see uh, Andre Leontali of... Um, I did notice that. Of now America's Next Top Model <laughs> fame. You, you, you missed that when Christopher said, I did see that, then he made a face and went, no. <laughs> he's the really large black guy who's helping dress Carrie during the photo shoot, but he's Vogue's editor-at-large, and he huh? is a force of nature. He's amazing. No He's so fashionable. He plays tennis in in Louis Vuitton. That's that's what he does. Louis Vuitton must be huge if people couldn't play tennis inside of him. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Metaphorically, Ezra, could you play tennis inside a whale's vagina? That's the question. <laughs> you probably Uh, well, uh, just like lightning bonus round, your joke is over when somebody says it. The podcast is over when we get deeply self-referential. So, uh, it is time for us to move on. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This has been episode 45. We will be back again next week, uh, same time and channel. Uh, and we, next week we will be talking about Cougar Town the Movie 2. Oh, uh, a whole new one. It comes out this weekend, so uh, be sure to not watch it in theaters, but... Uh, maybe you can download a torrent of somebody with a camera so you don't actually have to pay for this crappy film. But well, we're all going to go see it, so you don't have to. So join us next week for that. Uh, as always, thank you very much, Chris and Ezra, for being here. Yes. Yeah. And, and thank you for joining us, Christopher. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. Is there a... Should I, uh, should I pimp one great thing? Is there something else you want me to pimp for you? Oh, um, I don't know. I do some web design. Um, if you go to One Great Thing, though, you'll see the website that uh, I neglect because I'm always working on client sites. So. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, so Christopher is also is leading the effort to redesign our website, so uh, that'll be up in a couple of weeks, and it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I've seen it, and it's great. So, yeah, OneGreatThing.com is, is his business. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for coming. We really had a good time. We'll Thanks have for you having back me. again soon. Sooner if you're a woman, but as you're not, we'll have you back soon, eventually. All right, well, I'll see what I can do. I am going to Thailand in a few weeks, so All right, well, I not... may be a woman when I come back. <laughs> Don't drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Take care. Psh.